0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book country driving, a journey through China from farm to factory. What do you consider to be the symbols of quality of life? Some people think that the quality of life is reflected in having three fine meals a day, some think that it is the use of luxury goods, while others see it as having a car of their own. With the continuous development of society and economy, a growing number of people are becoming car owners, and automobiles have gradually evolved from being simple means of transportation to becoming symbols of status. The rising income level of car owners is reflected from the purchase decisions, including the pursuit of the brand, the technology, and the car price. From a city point of view, economic development manifests itself in the perfection of road facilities, the smoothness of traffic, the size of car ownership, and so on. Since the reform and opening, China has seen speedy economic development. Across the nation, Road infrastructure renovation and highway construction campaigns have been carried out one after another. In turn, they spurred rapid development in the automobile industry. In 2001, the number of vehicles in Beijing had exploded to over 1 million, and about 1,000 people were obtaining their driver's licenses per day. Since then, the Chinese government has paved more country roads in just over two years than it had done in the previous half century. Roads and cars not only connect people from different regions, but also open up one path to economic development after another. Off-farm employment, infrastructure construction, industrial transformation and upgrading, as well as rural urbanization have showcased the sweeping changes brought about by the reform and opening in China. As a correspondent for The New Yorker in Beijing, Peter Hessler, The author of this book has witnessed China's substantial development through roadways and automobiles and has documented this change through self-driving road trips. Between 2001 and 2007, China's automobile industry was in a period of rapid growth. Starting from Beijing, Hessler headed to the inland northwest area, and the southeast coastal region respectively. In his journey, He experienced the rapid construction of Chinese roadways, enjoyed the local customs, and had a taste of the massive changes that was brought to different regions thanks to the economic development effects of the reform and opening. He reveals the essence of China's transformations by documenting the landscape changes and the people's stories in different regions. Next, we will explain how Hessler explored China's development path through road trips in three parts. Part 1 – A road trip to the west of the Great Wall Part 2 – Rural revitalization, transitioning from agriculture to commerce Part 3 – The rise and future of industrial towns Part 1 – A road trip to the west of the Great Wall After deciding to embark on a road trip, Hessler's chose to depart from Beijing, following the Great Wall towards the inland northwest. At the time, many roadways in China were still very empty, especially in the northwest region where there was very little traffic on the roads. It was undoubtedly difficult to plan a precise route across the west from the numerous unnamed roads. However, in the Cinemap, we can clearly see that the symbol of the Great Wall extends from Shanhaiguan in the northeast region to Ningxia and Gansu in the inland northwest area. In Hessler's view one can cross the whole country just by following this wall. Hence, the Great Wall became an important reference mark for Hessler's first self-driving route. The Great Wall in northern China has hundreds of sections. It was originally used as a military fortification. Historically, naturally formed boundaries have surrounded Chinese empires in all directions, except for the northern steppes. A vast opening where the nomadic tribes living there often raided the border towns and cities. For defense, the Han Chinese built walls as fortifications. Today we call these structures the Great Wall. The total length of the Great Wall has exceeded more than 21,000 kilometers in length to date. The Central Plains people and the nomads living on the opposite sides of the Great Wall had experienced many conflicts throughout history. Peaceful periods were seen throughout history by practicing trade and diplomacy, but confrontations had also taken place from time to time. For example, during the Ming dynasty, newly established border towns were given very intimidating names, such as Slaughter the Who and Overaw the Barbarian as an outspoken statement of the hostility between the Han Chinese and the nomads. Originally built for defense against the barbarians, the Great Wall no longer serves the functions of defense against invasion. However, historically and geographically, the Great Wall still carries a certain symbolic significance. The towns and environments near the wall have changed along with the development of society. The construction of roads and the development of the automobile industry are some of the most important foundations that led to the change of landscape in each region. China's first large-scale road construction campaign began in 1920, but the development remained slow until the reform and opening period. In order to better accommodate the economic and social development needs, the Chinese government revamped its road infrastructure on a large scale. The Asian financial crisis in 1998 gave the government an opportunity to set off a wave of vigorous development in the automobile industry in order to offset the changes in the external economic environment. The update frequency of Cinemaps perfectly reflects how quickly Chinese roads are being built. In the 1990s, Cinemaps published only five versions of simple road maps for drivers. By the beginning of the 21st century, they had published more than 20 editions. At the same time, the automobile and related industries were able to develop rapidly. Before the reform and opening, most Chinese factories manufactured buses and trucks, and the market for sedans was not yet available. Car companies from various countries targeted this market by establishing joint ventures in China. In 2001 and 2002, Volkswagen, and General Motors made more money in China than anywhere else in the world. Chinese companies also noticed the emerging middle class that joint venture products with big prices had yet to target. At the end of the 1990s, the government of Wuhu in Anhui province decided to set up an automobile manufacturing plant. The engineer they hired, Tanyao bought blueprints and manufacturing equipment for automobile parts from various countries and gradually produced cheap cars that changed the dynamics of market. The enterprise was named Chiawei or Sherry. Subsequently, a growing number of startup companies like Chiawei emerged one after another, changing the landscape of the Chinese car market. Along the road that follows the Great Wall all the way westward, Hesla passed many villages and towns, including Ning Lu Bao, Wailu or over the barbarians, and Po, smash the Hu. Most of these towns were historically associated with the defense against the nomads and used to be heavily guarded. Today they no longer serve a defensive function. Their development trails far behind coastal regions due to their deep inland location and weaker economic base. Thanks to road constructions underpinned by the reform and opening and the western expansion policy, more and more young people from villages and towns seek career development in factories of the coastal regions and provincial cities, contributing to the local urban construction. As a result, fewer and fewer young people live in these towns. Most of the left-behind villagers are the elderly and children who continue their farming and herding traditions. The vitality of these villages and towns seems to be gradually dissipating in the wheels of progress, and heading towards desolation and decline. In addition to a weak economy, cities along the Great Wall are under the stress of environmental degradation. The soil there used to be fertile but throughout the years, the construction of the Great Wall required large amounts of wood and the trees in the regions along the Great Wall were therefore cut in order to fulfill the construction needs severely damaging the surrounding water and soil environment. In recent centuries, the environment there continues to deteriorate due to the rapid population growth, excessive deforestation, terracing, and scarce rainfall. Now, the area is mostly covered by loess. In the 21st century, environmental protection has been attached great importance by the government. These once wounded areas embrace their opportunity to reborn. Local governments have taken measures to preserve water and soil and return farmland to forests. For example, Yuyu County received a loan from the World Bank to build a small dam and carry out a tree planting campaign, which greatly reduced soil erosion in the area. By adopting the Pasture in the Sky strategy, Wushenchi planted willow trees on a large scale to stop the expansion of the desert area, while the willow leaves are used to feed sheep. This model kills two birds with one stone by contributing to both the local environmental protection and economic development. These were the current states of the towns that Hessler saw during his westward Road trip along the Great Wall. These places represent China's past but they will eventually move towards the future on the road of steel and concrete. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B O O K E Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.